Welcome back to Show Focus. Um, we're back again. Uh, this week we're talking about the thing about Pam um, and a bit of backstory. This is the second time we've recorded this. <laughs> so we sat down last week. Second time we've recorded the first part, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, last week we meant to sit down and do this because that's on our every other week, every other Monday recording schedule. Um, and it was really late at night. I was really tired. And then we sat down, we recorded about 40 minutes and then uh my computer decided to do an update spontaneously and delete everything uh and then to make matters worse the update was about 40 minutes long uh and so it would have been about what 1 30 a.m here i was like 1 30 and then we record for a good two hours so it's gonna end up being way too late yeah so i was like let's call it a day here let's let's try another day come back and so here we are um yeah so we're gonna to have to do a lot of it again, which is gonna be very strange, but we'll see how we go. I have terrible short term memory. I have no idea what we talked about, so it's gonna be like the first time for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, that, that anyway happened. Yeah, anyway, uh the two week we're trying to stay the two weeks. Uh, it was three weeks this time, but yeah, from now on, unless things go horribly wrong again, it's gonna be every two weeks, uh, which would be good. Uh I'm gonna try and post sort of Wednesday, Thursday of th- that week. Because um, we record on Monday and then it takes a few days to edit and everything. So, uh, yeah, we saw one chapters. Chapters is where all the time goes, isn't it? Oh, it takes so long. Just those little chapter markers. But I like having them a lot. So, yeah, it tends to be really good. Uh, yeah, I was listening to an episode of Accidental Tech Podcast, ATP, the other day. And they were chatting about Forecast and about how Marco, who writes the um, writes the app, it's, it's what we use to, to do our, uh, our chaptering and put all the artwork and stuff in so if you're starting a podcast it's a great shout use forecast it's free um but he was discussing basically like if he probably could charge for it and make a little bit of an income off it but it would take so much to support it and that sort of stuff and i was like i i was thinking you know thank goodness it's free because we use it yeah, and it's great we use it a lot. and he kind of made it just as something to solve an issue for him didn't he not really to be sold and then kind of just stuck it on the internet for everyone i mean he uses it for his multiple shows and atp is every week so he uses it a lot and um so obviously he just made it for himself and then started posting it but what he because not that many people use it he didn't want to charge for it and then people have expectations of updates and like um customer support stuff and all of that but yeah shout out forecast if you're making a podcast and want to add it add in chapters and things but like we do um use it it's really good the chapters are really nice actually and yeah for each chapter you can change the artwork as well which is brilliant so yeah we love that uh, and add a link and notes and all sorts uh, it also allows you if you're using overcast or spotify i think allows it as well where you can skip to the <laughs> if we're boring you uh you can skip to the next chapter if you if you know talking about something uh that doesn't appeal to you um i use that quite a lot also atp have their ads in there so you can just skip a whole ad which um, maybe you should or shouldn't do i don't know um yeah anyway so uh again this week we're sponsored by command t which is um my online website for selling lots of t-shirts and stuff i'm designing so uh there's been new uh new artwork and stuff going up on them basically every week i've been uh using it as a bit of a learning opportunity to learn illustrator and some of the adobe products um, which I've discovered are amazing. I I'd never used Creative Cloud and stuff before, um, but yeah, Illustrator particularly is very very good. So I've been designing things, just more stuff that I'd wear, um, 
and putting it up on the internet and see see how it goes. So if, if you want to check it out, do it. It's commandt.com, commandtwe.com. So yeah, check it out, commandt.com, show focus 10 uh, at the end if you want to if you want to get anything. Let us know if you've got any feedback on that, if there's anything you want to see. Um, I'd love to sort of push myself in how I'm designing those and coming up with ideas and things. So that that'd be fun. <laughs> On the topic of Illustrator, I, I agree with you there. I've been using it for my design work because um, I'm taking a design course at the moment in uh, in university and I really like Illustrator. It, it really is good. I mean, I've used um, a lot of Photoshop and uh, Lightroom and Premiere, which are all Adobe products. But yeah, again, Lightroom is, is very, very good. Uh, it's not that. It looks really, really intimidating, but once you get into it, like it's not really not that hard to use. Yeah. And and for a program, you know, I work for a big technology company and for a program that works on their system and, you know, works like that, I'd, I'd never really touched it. So it's been fun to do that. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Anyway, today, so we're talking about the thing about Pam, uh, which is a true crime show. Uh, and you and you found it. How, how did you find it? How did you come across it? So this? I brought this to you. Um, I listen to a weekly podcast called Murder Friends by um, a Brit, a Canadian, and an American. And I followed the Canadian for a while because she is uh, living in the UK. She does like YouTube videos on like expat stuff. So I followed her for a while, and then she started the True Crime, which obviously I'm into. Uh, so I started listening to that. Yeah, it's called Murder Friends. If you want to look it up, it's great. It's sort of our podcast but they do it on sort of true crime media whereas we do it on sort of everything um so that's really good and they did an episode on the thing about pam and i sort of paused that episode as i was listening to it and went and listened to the thing about pam all the way through and loved it and i thought i would bring it here and uh and talk about it with you because i thought it was a great story so uh yeah that's sort of how i found it do you want to summarise the thing about Pam? Because yeah. I won't do a good job of that. <laughs> so, um, for a long time in the US, there's been a TV show called uh, Dateline, where they cover, um, well, since the 90s, actually, it's been a really quite a long time, where they cover a, um, every week they cover a different, like, murder story. And they seem to have a theme of it being uh, husbands killing their wives for some reason. But yeah, that's been a TV show for a while, uh, that's now a podcast as well, so they do podcast versions of the TV show. Um, and then this is was a spin-off of an episode uh, on Dateline, or three episodes actually it was. Um, they spun it off into a podcast because it was such a massive story. Like, it started off as being a normal murder story and it got really interesting after that. Um, so yeah, they decided to sort of take it off into a different podcast and make a big long series out of it. So that's sort of where it came from. Yeah, nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because y- you kind of brought it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll see what this is like." And um, I don't listen to a lot of true crime. I watch a lot of TV shows about true crime and stuff. So I, I really like uh, Silent Witness, which here in the UK, uh, BBC, they've just released a new series, and I'm smashing my way through that. Um, and then also like, oh, did uh, did you see Don't Fuck with Cats? Ah, oh, yes, I watched the whole thing. Incredible. Bleep that, please. I will. But yeah. Yes. Um, and that was that was really really Incredible. good. Incredible. So that was true crime, and that followed them. Oh, we we could do a show about that we because could. that blew my mind. I had so many friends come so to me and be like, good. "What's this? What's this?" We'll do it like in a couple of weeks because you don't want to do two true crime in a row. But definitely. Um. So yeah, 
I, I've, I've watched a few things like that. I really enjoy them. But the only really real true crime podcast I'd listened to was Serial. And I'm sure that's the same with a lot of people. Because obviously, you know, Serial is so huge. Um, and they've, you know, they've done three series, but they weren't particularly huge. So if you if you were looking for true crime after that, you'd have to really go go looking for it. Um, so I suppose that's where Murder Friends as a, as a show comes in, is that they can refer you onto these things. But, um, you know, to start with, that was kind of my compass and where I came to it from. Uh, and yeah, I smashed through the whole thing. I found what was really nice is it was really, really clearly read. And so it meant I could have my overcast speed on like 1.8 times, which I'm not normally up yeah. that high. Mm-hmm. Normally 1.2, 1.4. Uh, and each show was about half an hour long. So I meant through it, and, and there's only six of them anyway. So I got through it so fast, um, basically in two days, I think. I was looking through, they're um, about that... 20 or 25 minutes long. Um, so yeah, they're really not very long each episode, so you can just sort of listen to them in little snippets. I also noticed there's no ads on them, is there? So there is, at the, the first 30 seconds is an advert, and then there's none for the rest of the episode, which is the best way of doing this for true crime. Because it's very jarring to go from talking about really quite a... a almost gory murder story into like a uh into an advert that tends to be like quite upbeat and then back into murder that's a very jarring thing so what they do is they put it right at the beginning and then the rest of the episode is just uh just a story which i think worked really really well so i i like the advert sort of mechanism for this it's really good yeah so that that was really good too yeah the biggest thing is i i thought it was really well told the guy who reads it is obviously a professional um and he He's been uh, reading Dateline for years and years yeah. and years. So he's he's very, very good at it. Not that Sarah Koenig wasn't, but I noticed he was very good. That was the first thing I noticed. Obviously, he's it's obvious he has done it for a very long time and he's very good at sort of laying out stories and just... It's it's very easy to, if you're just reading a script, which I assume he is because of the way it's like written, it's very easy to make yeah. it very monotone and just flat, which his wasn't. It had sort of emotion to it, which was really good, um, and and it it didn't get boring, which was really good. So yeah, a lot of that is due to the way it's read and the way he did it was really good. Yeah, t- so you can have a quick listen of of his voice because we're going to chuck in a one minute overcast overcast clip in here. Um, so get a, get a little taster of the start. This is a strange story. A strange story in a career of strange stories. It began in a little town in Missouri, a place called Troy, where people can live in what feels like country and still spend their days working an hour away in St. Louis. Quiet here. Lots of elbow room. It was December 27th, 2011. Country dark, just a sliver of moon. Serene. Little off Highway H, there's a dead-end street called Sumac Drive. And on that street, there's a house nestled right on the corner. The only light, the soft glow of a street lamp near the front lawn. The air was still, sated, post-Christmas. On this night, just after 9.30, an approaching car broke the silence and turned into the driveway. A man stepped out. Forty-something. Dark hair. Slight gut. Orange t-shirt. Blue jeans. He walked a short, shadowed path to his porch. 
and opened the unlocked door of his home. Lincoln County 911, what is the location of your emergency? <laughs> Hello? Hello? But anyway, yeah, so you, you can hear there. Um, yeah, the voice is really good. Keeps keeps you into it. Um, and he's very good at... They do a similar thing to in Serial where um, they kind of feed you information. At, I find it at the pace you can process it because it would be easy with something like this where there's so much information and there's so much going on in a story like this to to get people confused. And I really like the pacing that they did that with where they sort of give you little bits of information to pick up on different aspects of different people's personalities and their involvement in the story um as you go really did did you get that yeah 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 definitely so they introduce you know russ and betsy at the beginning and then slowly start to introduce more people as as the story goes goes along and so keeping track of the people in the story um and the events was actually quite easy because they were very well sort of as you said uh spread throughout the series so yeah it was it was easy to follow which was which was really good um that's a really hard thing to do writing it out because obviously they come at it knowing the whole story and so sort of knowing how to lay it out as a as a story um and sort of make it clear what the timeline is and all of that kind of stuff is really really difficult and they've done it really really well and they it feels like you're learning new information with them which was really cool um is that it kind of feels like you're along for the ride in the reporter kind of um you know in their sort of timeline and how they're finding information and going from there so um that was really cool uh so should we explain a little bit about the story then so the way we're going to structure this podcast so that it doesn't completely ruin it is we're going to you'll see below in the chapter this is kind of all pre-spoiler so we'll go over some of the stuff that they talk about basically in the first episode and you can get from the first 10-15 minutes of the show uh, that kind of sets up the story from there and then we'll give you a spoiler alert and then we'll maybe dive a bit more into what we think about it and what happened. Yeah. Uh, um, if you don't want to listen to the spoiler bit because you want to listen to the thing about Pam, which I would definitely recommend because it's a great podcast, uh, just go to your chapters and just skip that uh, spoiler chapter and then we'll be talking about stuff afterwards. Um, so, yeah, just skip that that spoiler chapter and you'll just skip all of the spoiler stuff. Yeah. So there you are. Chapters, they're a wonderful thing. Anyway, so go on. Summarise that first bit then, Ewan. Off you go. So in my little, I've taken a few notes here um, just to sort of lay out the story. So it starts off with Russ and his 911 call of um, his wife's been, what he thought was she'd killed herself. Turns out it's a murder. Um, and yeah, it starts out with his 911 call, which is very, he's like falling apart. It's obvious like he's distraught on the phone call and almost to a point where people were saying like this is totally fake anyway uh his wife who has just been murdered was terminally ill with breast cancer like she didn't have very long to live uh which is important for the rest of the story um and so uh russ gets uh over sort of in you find out in like the first five minutes that he gets convicted for this murder um because well there's it's always the husband that's done it basically the, the the cops really focus on russ and focus on sort of proving that he did it rather than really looking at other people who might have done uh the murder it really seemed like they've tried to make everything fit the timeline they'd already yes. decided it was going to be yeah um which i suppose often statistics will say that if if a wife has 
died like that and it's suspicious then you should probably look at the husband yeah. um but uh-huh. yeah it seemed like they were a bit keen to jump onto that anyway the timeline of this is um betsy who was the the wife who's been murdered she comes home uh from work with her friend pam and then russ who is the husband goes out for games night at a friend's house um and then comes back at like uh 9 or 10 p.m later on and finds her uh finds her that she's been you know stabbed um and then that's when he makes the phone call and yeah, as I said, Russ gets then gets convicted for this because the cops sort of just focus on him and really don't look at anyone else. And that is blatantly obvious because there's someone else who is quite obviously um, sort of implicated and they should have looked at. Um, and then you find out a little bit later on um, that four days before uh, Betsy is murdered, the friend Pam, who is the last to see her alive, um, has been changed to being the uh, insurance beneficiary. So she got $150,000 when uh, Betsy is killed, when she dies. So she gets all of the insurance money. And the uh, family, so Betsy's children find out about this uh, when they try to go and pay for the funeral. And Pam says, no, you're not getting any of the money. Anything to add to that? Because I'm really bad at summarizing this. No, no, that's fair enough. Um, But yeah, I, I think that sums it up quite well um it it does also show the skill in telling those things isn't it yes um, yeah in the way the way they do it so well uh not in a bad way young but you know no, yeah, fair um uh, and so yeah there, there's a lot going on here and so that that i found a little bit confusing the the one thing i would say that i i didn't like about the show and they could definitely have improved well not now but it is the name the name right it's called the thing about pam and so from the start as soon as they say oh pam's friend betsy's friend pam oh sorry betsy's friend pam yeah you're like well it's going to be her do do you know what i mean and so they totally give it away and so let's flip this on his head and say cereal yeah a cereal gives away nothing Mm -hmm. um and it it kind of maybe gives an outline of the show uh and does it that way whereas the thing about pam you're like well who's pam it must be the twist must be with pam yeah Rather than then telling the story and then flipping it on its head and say, actually, no, it's this way. And it was completely how you you didn't think it was going to be. Like everyone loves a twist at the end of a movie and no one really likes being able to predict what had happened. Yeah. And I know there's lots of details that you find out um, and and things that you don't expect that you're a bit shocked, shocked by as you listen through this. But giving it that name, I, I, I thought, gave it away a little bit. It totally did, um, yeah. And so that's one way I, I, I was like, actually, you could just call this something very generic. Um, uh, you know, maybe the town name or, y- you know, whatever it is. And and it would be, you know, a lot harder to work out. And I think that shock when you find out what really happened um, would would be much better. Um, so, yeah, that, that was one thing I noticed um, that I think they could, that was a bit strange. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I think it's, do we... Should we move into spoiler territory now? Let's do that because it's really hard to talk about this without going into spoilers. Yeah, before before we do that, honestly, it's a very quick, punchy thing. Uh, it's if you don't speed it up, is about three hours of content, which is a long car journey or a morning at work. Um, so I would say do that, and obviously, if you want to speed up with Overcast, do it. It's really, really good. Um, 
what's nice about this is that they don't have any music behind um behind the talking whereas serial when you speed it up gets a bit funny because the music is strange and it tries to cut the, the silence out of the music so often i found serial i had to listen to at one times whereas this one you can speed up a little bit and the guy is so clear in how he how he voices it all um it makes it really easy to do like that so uh rather than a few people have said to me we listen to your show and then we get all the information and all the story plot lines and so it means we don't have to listen to it don't do that go listen to it uh, and then come back and listen to this or if you want to skip to the end we're going to chat about a few things like canada update and a, a couple of other stuff uh so yeah skip forward to that and come back if you want to but um really really recommend the show go listen to it do it definitely yeah very good uh, it was a good find definitely um yeah i love these sort of true crime multi-episode sort of story well-written things it's it's always really, really good right spoiler land then spoiler land a spoiler horn let's steal it from the incomparable or something honk. anyway honk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, oh we, we i was at a tournament at the weekend and uh we were playing swansea and our our, our big chant we shout and then we just shout swansea and then honk and everyone does it and it sounds like a, a group of swans if we all get it good enough it's just kind of our cheeky little thing we shout That's at them. So funny. Um, those those who don't know Cardiff and Swansea have a huge rivalry. We play each other at Varsity every year, and um, we we kind of all get on, but we on the pitch really don't like each other. It's a really fierce <laughs> rivalry, uh, and so yeah, we, we were at Nationals at Edinburgh this weekend uh, and just shouting that. So. That's where that came from. Yeah, oh, that's anyway. amazing. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, spoiler land. Yeah. Um, right. So, oh, let's. Should we explain this, or should we just jump straight into it? Um, what do you mean? Explain it. Like, uh, go through it. What happened? We can. We yeah. can go through it. Um, let's do it. So Russ gets off of the murder charge because they didn't actually have that much evidence on him uh due to the um so he gets a new trial due to new evidence uh, which actually happens very rarely um getting through that uh post-conviction stuff to actually get a new trial that bit is takes a very long time (laughs) serial taught us that serial taught (laughs) us that adnan's been in it 20 years right so you can be stuck in that little process forever. And this one... What was the evidence they had against Russ in the first place? Uh, because that that I found ridiculous. And it was, again, very similar to Cyril. You're like, how on earth have you put this guy in prison beyond reasonable doubt uh, saying that you've murdered your wife with... What did they have? They had the 999 call. The 999 call. That they said was suspicious. I think, I think that is totally... like. I don't think you can take very much away from what people do in those insane situations, right? Because the way yeah. people react when something like that, something so horrifying as your wife being murdered, you can't ever yeah. really put any weight on the way people react because people just, there's no, there's no sanity to it. There's no logic to it. It just, it's a fight or flight yeah. thing, right? It just, everyone will react differently. And I don't think you can put any weight on the way people react. And pe- people are saying it was too faked and too uh, almost like erratic. Uh, but to be honest, if, if you got home and saw your wife dead, you, you would be like that. You would be hysterical. And so I, I, I don't understand their argument there. And I think that was just trying to uh they were they were trying to discount the fact that he'd called 999 so quickly when he'd seen it yeah and that 
they'd say, oh, well, he's trying to fake it. And if you were trying to fake it, you'd do this. Yeah. You, you um, have no idea how you would react in that situation. You can't put yourself in their shoes. You just can't. Like, it, it's a situation that no one can really comprehend. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you can put any weight on the, the way people grieve and the way that they deal with it when they find it. it just You just can't really put any weight on it. But, yeah, it was a very sort of... He was... It was a very eccentric phone call, um, which people took the wrong way. But I, I think, yeah, you, you never know how you, how you would react in that situation. Yeah. And initially they went through the timeline, didn't they? And they said, well, all of your mates would back you up and say you were at games night. But it turned out that he actually was. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what other stuff did they have against him? Because it wasn't a lot, yeah, was it? They had the slippers um, that were covered in blood, but just the bottom of the slippers. So, oh, yeah. um, it looked like somebody just dipped them in the blood, which I'll tell you what happened. There was a light switch with blood on it, um, but all the victims' blood. It was never any of Russ's or anything, so they never had any DNA evidence against him. Um, yeah. They had uh, supposedly taken pictures of a trail of blood leading into the kitchen or into the shower, anyway, across the room. Uh, and apparently they had gone blank and they lost them, so you're just going to have to trust the cops. And then later on, uh, Russ's defense attorney finds them and there was no such blood trail, (laughs) which is quite funny, Um, but ridiculous. And that's about it. And then there was a lot of witness testimony of Pam, basically. (laughs) So Pam was was talking about, I don't know if you remember the pillow over the face thing and oh yeah that was strange it was so, so weird yeah do you want to explain yeah that? pam basically tried to make up that i mean it's it's a quite a clever thing to do actually so obviously pam was betsy's like best friend and so pam said that betsy had said that essentially loads of things that came to the making the police think that russ was abusive and so it's about like cut he often would cover her head with a pillow um, and so this is what it'd be like to suffocate or whatever and things like that. And that apparently he was verbally abusive and very controlling and all of those things. But that all came from like one witness account, which was Pam. Yeah. Uh, and at, at the time they were taking that as kind of like gospel. They they weren't really questioning what what she said, which would kind of make sense in that she wasn't in the picture. But it was kind of one one person's word against another in that Russ was like, well, no. And Pam was like, well, yeah. <laughs> but to, a, but to an so, insane amount, to an insane degree, if you have such a crucial witness, you look into their motives, right? Yeah. And um, and they didn't really do that to just an incredible degree. Like the cops um, knew about the uh, the insurance payout to Pam, right? And they advised her just before the, the trial to open up the trust to uh, Betsy's daughters to make it look like she had yeah. just taken the money, right? Without... To explain that to those who have just listened on. Sorry, Ewan. Yeah, so essentially Pam and... So uh, Pam and Betsy both worked in life insurance. Um, and so they, that's how they knew each other in that they, they worked in that field. Um, and uh, it was really strange that Betsy's life insurance was set up not to go to Russ, to go to Pam. And that was that Pam said that uh, it was so that she could make sure it would go to, you know, the right people. And I think it was like uh, the, his daughters. Um, 
and that that was really strange in that it obviously meant that when betsy died pam got a huge payout and what was that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah yeah huge amount of money and it went to pam who is just a friend not a blood relative or anything like that um and so that that for some reason no one found strange <laughs> in that you know 150 grand is is definitely motive to to kill someone um and even if russ killed her he wouldn't have got any of the money yeah his his and, motive is just a massive black hole she was already going to die in six months or a year from the breast cancer yeah there's no he had no reason well, to kill her assumed, but yeah and so that that was what was very very strange and so it seemed like this case had so many holes in it i was listening to it and obviously obviously when you're listening to it you know what's coming but you were like what how how (laughs) like they've neglected this 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 and yeah and it kind of shows often that some you know you see this on tv shows all the time whether that's true or not i don't know but that people often try and fit the the evidence to the case that they've already got in their head which kind of makes sense but often can neglect things um They'd assumed yeah. to such a big degree that it was the husband and not anyone else. So they just failed completely to look into anyone, even to the smallest degree. Otherwise, they would have found Pam, right? But they didn't. They just focused on Russ and focused on convicting him and didn't really look into anyone else, which was their downfall, effectively. Um, so let's go through this a little bit more. So we've got the phone call. Uh Actually, no, that's, that's, sorry. Let me cut that bit out. Um, yeah, so uh, Russ gets off. Uh, he, so he gets his new trial. Um, and on that evidence of Pam getting the insurance payout, uh, his new trial, he gets acquitted um, without ever sort of bringing charges to Pam or anything like that. But he gets acquitted um, because of sort of reasonable doubt in that that they can throw shade on Pam. Let me re-say that. So Russ gets a new trial um, after going through the sort of post-conviction relief uh, process and after finding out about and bringing up um, the Pam insurance payout and all of that stuff, um, the new trial, they the jury um, acquits him of the, uh, of the murder charge. So he is off free now. Russ is out of prison after five or six years like it's been a while that's just an insane amount of time um so yeah russ is now off of his uh murder conviction do you remember the the relationship interview oh pam's relationship yeah, interview. not well enough sorry okay so so russ gets off from his murder conviction right and part most of that is that pam got the payout so obviously pam is now a suspect because yeah she is the only other person who could have done it. And so she then has an interview with, I'm not entirely sure who, I think it was the, it might have been the cops or the prosecutor or someone, in which she claims that she had a relationship with Betsy and that's the reason that Betsy paid her uh, the insurance money and it wasn't, in fact, about her oh, daughters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so she made up a relationship between her and Betsy saying they have they were having a they were having an affair so that she could say that's the whole reason that they paid out the insurance money to me and not to Russ. It really did look at this point like she's thinking on her, on her feet. And to be fair she was quite good at it, but you're like, "Oh, hang on. This story just flipped on its head. If you'd thought about this, you you would say that from the beginning." Yeah. Or or at least leave hints. Whereas this this just came out of 
yeah, this is like multiple years into her testifying in this case. And she brings it up now, right? Very convenient when it's quite clearly on her now. Um, <laughs> but like none of her best friends said they knew anything about it, which like I feel like they would if there was something like that going on. Like her good friends would probably know about it. No one knew anything about that stuff. Um, and it, it just looked incredibly unlikely. Uh, so, yeah, it just it was a it was a it was a genius thing to bring up on Pam's part because that sort of yeah um gives her reason to have the money, but yeah, no one else backed her up on that relationship existing, which I feel like at least someone else would know about it if it had, and it's very it's convenient that she brings it up like years after the fact when it's starting to come back on her. So yeah, um, it was kind of a ridiculous statement to be honest. Yeah. And then that's where the, the, this kind of all flipped on its head, didn't it? Because I, I was like, well, that's surely that's easy. Is that Pam did it because she dropped off Betsy at home. She did it so she'd get the money and then framed uh, Russ by waiting until this happened to get called in to then testify and make it look really, really bad for Russ. And then job done. Russ is in prison. Pam's got the money. No one ever thought it could be her, and there you go, like bish bash bosh, done. Well, she like um, very almost got away with, like yeah, which is insane considering how bad she is at this, right? Like no one even looked into it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so next thing you hear is a nine one one call with Pam, like hysterically screaming, uh, saying that someone's in a house and trying to attack her and trying to hurt her um and she does a a similar call to russ really uh and that she had to defend herself and then killed that person that was right wasn't he yeah so so the as obviously russ is off now uh they're looking for another suspect for the uh for betsy's murder and so it's sort of starting to come back on her they're starting to look into pam and she's trying to throw shade back onto Russ. And so what's happened is she's she's uh yeah, calling nine one one, saying that someone is in her house trying to kill her. Um and and that she had uh I think midway through that that she had shot them. Uh, so there's now someone dead in her house. The cops come over. Um and yeah, this nine one one call, she's really bad at acting. There's silence before the person picks up and sort of answers her. That I didn't pick up on. So, yeah, the 911 call happens and obviously gets recorded like all of them do. And she makes the call and waits until someone picks up and then begins hysterically screaming. Yeah. Can, we, can, we just, shouting. can we just play a bit of that 911 call? Because I think that's quite funny. It? Let's just play a little clip of that. Someone broke in my house. Help! What's Help. the address you're at? Hello. Woman, she did you want me to get your wife? No, I'm not getting in the car with you. No. Where's the address? Get out! Get out! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> she's, so, she's so bad at this acting. And it's, and this... it's literally like she's on the phone. You can you can imagine it in your head. She's on the phone. Yeah. In her flat. Nothing's happened yet. Yeah. 
and she's just running around with the phone screaming and just smashing stuff <laughs> in our own house. But also, she talks, she smashes, she talks, she smashes, right? <laughs> yeah. It never smashes over when she's talking, right? So it's like... <laughs> she can't concentrate she, on more than one yeah, thing at once. She can only do one thing at a time. So she's talking <laughs> and then smashing things and then talking again, right? And also, so so the, the, they pick up, right, the... the complete silence before the operator picks up they say 911 what's your emergency right uh and then the smashing starts happening and her first word to the 911 operator is hey <laughs> she goes like, hey hey <laughs> <laughs> which is not something you do when somebody's trying to break into your house and kill you so hey how are you yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm good how are you yeah uh well someone in my house <laughs> So she's really bad at acting this, and it is almost comical. Well, it is comical, to be honest, except for someone got killed in it. Uh, she then kills the guy who is supposedly breaking into her house, who I assume is already, like, tied up or already shot. I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's she's set it up so that it looks like Russ has hired a hitman to kill her. So yeah, she's... So she... Doesn't she say she kills him and then runs outside and sees a car driving away? Yes. With and basically Russ in described it. Russ. Yeah. yeah. And tried to make it look like it was him. Oh, and then oh dear. And she had written a note and put in the, the guy who she kills pocket, right? And, and money. And money, yes. Which which one of the serial numbers linked up to a note in her flat. Oh. Idiots. Considering those are like ten digits long, the probability of that being coincidence is like very small. Yeah. Then what is ten, ten digit hexadecimal? Like, there's no way that's going to be coincidental. Um, yeah. And so she, yeah, she she has a note saying it's laying out the plot in his pocket, like to such a simple extent, isn't it? It's like get the money, yeah. go to Pam's house, kill Pam. Yeah, get the, get money, the money, go to Pam's house, kill Pam, <laughs> get Russ's money. Yeah. As if she would have it in cash in her house or something. Like also, as if that person wouldn't remember that that list of things. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> if it, if it's four things and you're you're being commissioned as a hitman to go kill someone, you don't need a list of go to the house. Kill next step. Kill them. <laughs> yeah, kill them. Oh, hang on, I've killed you now. Let me pull out my list and just check what I need to do next. <laughs> it's such a comical list, right? So what she's trying to do here is just throw shade back onto onto uh, Russ. In a the most ridiculous thing I found yeah. was that they found the body and obviously they went in and did forensics and underneath the body was another layer of like spare carpet <laughs> yes. so, where the blood had all gone onto to protect the carpet below. Like, he had been what, conveniently what? killed under a nice little patch of old carpet she'd laid out on top of her new carpet. <laughs> oh, oh my it's goodness. so bad. Like I think like a six year old could come up with a better plan than this. It's just, oh. she thinks she's so smart, but it's so clear yeah. she's really not. And it's well, funny, although someone innocent got murdered, right? It's not exactly a, yeah. a nice story, but oh my God, she is bad at this. Yeah, and she's also done like loads of TV interviews and stuff as well. You can look at them all on YouTube. <laughs> she she um, loves being in front of a camera and talking about this. It's Loves it. Ah, uh, it's just such a crazy story. So, um... Yeah, she's killed this guy. The cops are there. Um, and so, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. They start trying to find out who, who has done this. So they obviously, Russ just finds out about it on the news and just turns up at the police station. He's like, 
I'm, I'm not going through this again. Can we just rule me out now? Like, can we go through this? Um, so they get the note and they get Russ to write down the note. Just write it out like 10 times. The actual words. The actual yeah. words, like in the order that they that they were on the, on the note. Uh, send them to handwriting uh, analysis and they just rule him out after that. They're just like, no, this wasn't you. Um, and there was none of his prints, none of his blood, like nothing. Nothing there. Um, and obviously all of it pointed to Pam because she'd done it so badly. So they were like... And he had just... an alibi, didn't he? Yeah. He had an alibi for that time and they're like, well, you had all this receipt saying you were here, but you were just trying to cover yourself. And it's like, well, no, no, what? He was actually there. He was actually there, yeah. Um, he he had a, he had a solid alibi, and Pam's story is just so ridiculous that I think the cops were just like, "Yeah, Russ didn't do this. Russ isn't that dumb." Um. So yeah, the next bit is rather interesting. So the cops, <laughs> she again another another moment of Pam being incredibly stupid. Is they um. They, while investigating Pam, they asked for her phone. They asked for her to hand over her phone. And what they immediately do is go to Google and look up her recent, like, location data. And in that... Ugh, classic. Uh, it's so stupid. Like, ah, uh, Like, why would you hand over your phone in that situation? Or actually even take your phone, like, with you? It's It's stupid. Anyway, so Pam had said she was doing these list of errands during that day when she wasn't and conveniently none of them could be traced uh and so yeah they she hands over her phone and the cops get all of her location data for the last few weeks and one of the data points is right outside the guy who she has just killed's house which is like again pam you're so stupid um and so they they work out they go on trying to find out how she had found him to then kill him Obviously, Pam is trying to plan this and she needs to find someone who will come with her for some reason into her house that she can then kill and frame as the hitman that would, yeah, was trying to get her that Russ paid. That, yeah, that Russ paid. That was badly explained, but I think you can follow me there. And so <laughs> she they, they go back into her location data for the, for the the kind of weeks and days before this happened and found that she'd been driving around this same neighborhood looking for people um you know you know half a dozen times uh, and she tried to pull over and speak to lots of different people and i actually looked this up after but there was there's a youtube clip of one of the people she tried to pick up and she was like come with me to to help with this survey i'm trying to do and they were like well no like who are you i'm not getting in your car and she was trying to convince them just someone off the street yeah. to come to come back and help her with something uh, and they they kind of interview her in this in this thing, and she was like, "Well, you know, that was nearly me." But anyway, so she finally gets finds someone um, to yeah to convince to to come with her. And what's his name? Lewis something. Um, and this guy, poor guy, comes back with her, and then gets obviously framed with this uh, with trying to come in and and gets killed you by missed Pam. a little bit of a step there. They find one of the. They find someone who was smart. They find one of the previous people she has tried to get in her car, which is this woman who is clearly quite smart. Like, she she knows what she's doing. Well, to a certain extent. She, um... So, uh, <laughs> Pam comes by, and what she says is she's doing 911 recreations. 
Do you remember this? She's doing 911 call recreations for Dateline, and she is Kathy from Dateline. Because Kathy, all of this time, has been texting Pam, trying to get photos, you know, to do the Dateline TV show. And so Kathy and uh, Pam had been in contact all of this time, all the way through the case. And so at this point, Pam is impersonating Kathy, who is a Dateline reporter, to try and get someone inside her car. Yeah. Um, and so she impersonates them. And so what this person does is they go inside their house, put like a, a like a penknife up their sleeve and something else. I think they had like a knife in their pocket as well. Um, and get Pam to pull into their driveway where they had a, a CCTV camera and then get into Pam's car, which is objectively stupid, even though she clearly knows something's going wrong because she, she's got a knife. Like, clearly she knows something's up. But she gets into Pam's car and um, Pam's like, and yeah, and then she then asks for ID and and Pam's like, by, they're moving by this point, um, and asks, uh, asks Pam for ID and Pam's like, I'll show you when we get to the house. Um, and then changes the story as to where exactly they're going a couple times. And the woman gets kind of freaked out and's like, uh, I forgot to lock my house when we left. Can we go back? Uh, and so they do. And she goes inside the house and locks the door and rings the cops. And so she then has CCTV camera of Pam doing this. And also <laughs> Pam has impersonated uh, Kathy from Dateline. So the Dateline guy is like, wait this is like splashing up legitimately on me now this is crazy and uh that is how they think she got the uh she got the guy into his into her car which is kind of a kind of a, an interesting way of doing it for sure yeah it's strange how they kind of in, involve the obviously the podcast is following her and then they involve the podcast in the in the crime story and she in you know impersonates her which is is so strange <laughs> and you don't really hear that do you kathy you hear kathy on the podcast like wait what uh yeah <laughs> she's like she's in- trying to be me she's impersonating me what is this um so that that is just really funny so that's how she got the guy into her car and obviously she kills him um and then has a 911 call to then frame russ all terribly badly done russ gets cleared of it incredibly quickly after the note the cops are like yeah you didn't do this it's such a stupid plan um and then obviously all of that uh information is like yeah it's clear that pam's done it and at this point they then sort of wind back a bit don't they and go to a bit a comment that she'd said so when uh they were trying to pin when they were trying to pin us pin her for lewis guttenberger's murder the guy she staged um, she was like, well, if I was really after money, I would have gone after my, you know, my poorly mum. She's got, uh, what was that, dementia. She doesn't barely knows who I am. Why would I fight someone who's physically bigger than me when I could get her and get $500,000 in, uh, you know, insurance policy money anyway? Uh, and so she kind of says this in passing. Uh, and then they go go back and realise that actually... Um, she did. That... Yes, yeah, she did. Oh. So Pam, uh, Pam's mother, I've forgotten her name. Give me two secs. I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia. It's really good, actually. Yeah, of Shirley Newman. Uh, and they go back and realise that she had fallen from the third story window over this banister. No, no sorry, broken through. through three, yeah. I think, steel bars in this banister. Six steel bars. Yeah, 
through these and so bars. she she'd fallen off three stories down and, and died and that um basically there was a few things so she obviously got this huge payout of insurance money uh and this was obviously before the Russ Faria thing so she didn't even need that money anyway no but yeah and then they found that obviously in the autopsy they found that there was a load of this sedative in her blood and then also she'd kind of fallen through this railing where each of the bars had kind of been popped out uh, and they worked out that it would have taken about three of the weight of Shirley to at force to break through those anyway yeah um yeah they worked out the the maximum force she could exert if she like full-on sprinted into these bars right yeah and then it would taken it would have taken three times that to break these bars and, and so yeah. the the police had seen this as not a suspicious crime that she you know she had dementia she was a little you know she was struggling and she'd fallen over this banister um and died that way and the 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 actual listing of the death was shown as accidental but obviously after this they realized what pam was up to and sort of changed that uh but yes it was it was so funny that she was like well why would i do that when i could do this when it turns out she actually, she actually had. did so um yeah pam is just crazy um and so getting back to sort of convictions betsy's murder they never reopened that case so the prosecution was like they think russ had done it uh a jury agreed with with them uh but the judge didn't because his second uh his second um trial was done by a uh you can decide to have a uh, a judge decide and not a jury and that's what they had done so uh the prosecution were like yeah we're just not reopening this case right we're just not going to touch it which is like okay this is now an unsolved case because russ isn't convicted for it and you're just gonna that i found ridiculous that they were like yeah we're gonna acquit you for it because we don't think you did it but actually pam who had motive and had been proven well about to be proven already that she has killed people in this way before you know and had done it a couple times you know and that she she'd staged a murder to cover a murder <laughs> you know of, of course are you not gonna once that that uh which we'll get to in a minute but once the second murder has gone through the uh the shooting of the like staged shooting she had done wouldn't you then go back and look at the Betsy case? Because it's obvious that she's trying to cover up for the Betsy case in the second killing. Yeah. Right? So this and is... It, obviously, that's still unsolved. Like, even if you look at it now. Still unsolved. Not... They haven't reopened it. They just left it. Right. Which, to a certain extent, doesn't matter, which we'll get to in a minute. Well, it kind of does, but they know who's done it. And she's locked up for a different thing, which we'll get to in a second. So, looking at convictions then, they never reopened Betsy's case... Uh, they don't quite have enough evidence to uh, open the killed her mum case, just because they don't have enough. Yeah, just like she had dementia and stuff. They just there isn't enough to open that case. Uh, but she gets uh, convicted for um, for the kill it the staged killing she did the second one in the uh, the thing about Pam of the guy she lures into her house and then shoots. So she's in jail. F- oh no! This the way she. The way, no, she doesn't get convicted for it. Uh, she takes an out. Al- she get. She takes an Alfred plea. This annoyed me. Yeah. This really annoyed me. 
right? Because they never give these out. What an Alfred plea is, is it's you're not admitting guilt. What you're doing is you're admitting that they have enough evidence that they would most likely put you away for it. Yeah. So you're 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 admitting that the prosecution has enough evidence that you would most likely get convicted for it, but you're not guilty for it, right? And so the way this would, would have to happen is that because the prosecution would have to go to her and give her that deal, right? Which is insane, considering how much evidence they have against her in all of these three, right? They could convict her for it, I'm guessing. I reckon they could convict her for it with the evidence they had. Why give her the Alfred plea? Why not give her a not-that-great normal plea, right, of guilt? Yeah. She can either take that if you want to get through it without having to go through the trial and the expensive stuff, right? That's just expensive and a lot of time for everyone. Give her a normal guilt plea, which I reckon she would take because, like, there's a lot of evidence against her. Or she goes to trial. Why would you give her an Alfred plea? Yeah. This is... I just find that ridiculous. So she never admitted guilt for it. And she got put away for a long time for that one. Uh, But yeah, Betsy's is, is unsolved and her mother is unsolved as well. Yeah. That... The that was kind of a bit of the gutting thing in that she never ever shown any remorse um and also she's had a couple of like phone calls to her husband that have been recorded since uh, i'm just reading here and she said that oh she pled the alpha plea so that her family wouldn't have to witness an ugly trial <laughs> she's like well i'm innocent but i just did it so that you guys wouldn't have to go through it you know like, well mm, okay yeah well then just do a guilt plea then like it's, uh, yeah but like the fact that they gave her that they she would have taken a guilt plea for the same reason I, it, it doesn't make any sense it's a solid case why would you give them and it yeah. doesn't make any sense i honestly i don't understand why they gave them gave her the alfred plea but anyway because uh, yeah the people like obviously you know, Lewis Guppenberger, like his family would be like, oh, you want, you know, we want some justice for this and, you know, be forced to show some remorse or whatever. You know, it, it's awful. Yeah. It's a horrible crime, right? She has gone out to go lure someone into her house. Found a completely random person. Yeah. A random person <laughs> off the street, done nothing wrong, um, lure them into their house and kill them point blank, right? That is premeditated to an incredible extent um, yeah. and just a horrible crime. And yeah. they never really get any sort of closure for that. It's it's just an insane yeah. case. At every stage, Pam seems to get the benefit of the doubt from the prosecution and the cops, yeah. which is just it's crazy. Um, so that's what happened. Pam ends up in jail. Obviously, Russ is off. He, he, does, he was never implicated for the second one. And yeah, Pam's in jail and they just never opened the other two. But it is just a crazy story. I, I'm well impressed with this podcast. It was very, very good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Y- you should definitely go listen to it so, if you haven't already. So good. It's um, a murder story that is crazy. Just the amount of twists and turns and the way it's laid out to, to make it clear the twists and... It, it just laid out very well and the amount of twists and turns and it's unpredictable which is great um so yeah i love it definitely definitely go and listen to this yeah um yeah as ever the overcast links and things will be in the show notes go check it out um if you if you haven't listened to it uh but yeah this this one gets a thumbs up from me i i enjoyed it it's not normally something i listen to but uh yeah 
thoroughly enjoyed it i've recommended it to a few people since um yeah a lot of people ask me what i listen to and so yeah often i oh well i've past couple of weeks i've been recommending this one so uh yeah and it, it was it was the one that like you know when you get home from a walk home you don't want to turn it off i kind of wander around the house listening to it which i never normally do with podcasts so um yeah that was really good so it was a sign of a good podcast and a good story at that point isn't it yeah cool you got anything else to add or uh i think we pretty much covered it there's so many points to hit um that i'm sure we've missed some uh, go and listen to it <laughs> really do go and listen to it um so yeah we're gonna we i think we'll be out of a spoiler zone now i think as your um we'll, we'll come out of spoilers at your little uh summary but yeah so many twists and turns unpredictable such a great story go and listen to it it's not too long um yeah it's very very well done so yeah go listen to that um yeah <laughs> so rather than well rather than jump into the after show then I'll, I'll just jump on a couple of things then so one of the first things i wanted to talk about after this show then um was something very podcast related episode two we keep going on about this but cortex um really really good show uh quick summary now then is is, is about how two guys um they are uh Bra- brady harron no not brady harron oh my goodness oh my goodness uh mike hurley and tgp grain they talk about how they how they work um and get stuff done and a lot of what they do is talking about the theme system and we spoke about this last week about our yearly themes and how that works better than um you know new year's resolutions and what they've done is released uh, a theme system journal so this is a physical notebook basically that is made so you can track this sort of thing uh, and i bought one uh, and it's really really nice so i want to talk about it and how i'm kind of using my system this year and how it's kind of changed in that those who know me and have listened to last year's version of the uh, yearly themes episode know that I use basically everything electronic if I can so I use things for my uh, task management and then toggle for time tracking um, and I've never really got on with paper in that you lose it and you've got to carry it with you and often if you have significant amounts of information on paper it's then heavy um, and you want it to sync between all your devices and everything to stay up to date. And so often I'd used, uh, uh, you know, a task manager like that. Um, but yeah, I've bought this journal and thought, well, I'm going to see what the crack is with it. Um, and it's been really, really good. Uh, yeah, it's kind of maybe the sort of like fake leather thing. It's embossed with, you know, the Cortex logo in the front. We'll chuck a thing in the in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, but yeah, I've noticed a, ma- a massive improvement in my awareness of what i got to do and my productivity since i've started writing stuff on paper okay have you ever have you ever tried this i I, it's so strange you know if you'd said to me last year that oh cow you'd be using a paper-based system i'd be like shut up yeah (laughs) yeah it's i've always found paper clunky and also i'm dyslexic so like writing always just takes a lot of effort for me whereas typing i can do it at an incredible speed uh so i tend to go for the digital rather than the uh than the analog but yeah i'm interested to see what you what you think of it really so yeah first of all it's it's softback and it's kind of this sort of uh plush fake leather so it means it it lies flat which is the first thing um secondly it's a really really nice paper and it's made up of uh instead of squares it's sort of square dot pattern oh yeah i love those so it means you can write anywhere a sketch anywhere and it doesn't you you not you don't feel like you're it's forcing you into one way of working you can kind of do it what you like 
and that you can either write in the lines or you can write outside the lines or you can sketch in them or whatever so it's quite nice to do that way and i've just been uh using essentially it's at the top it's got like date box and then i write the, the the date and i start every day that way and then there's another little box below it that i put events in obviously you can structure this how you want but um so i they're kind of the big things that i've got to do that day or whether it's work or it's uni things or meetings or whatever kind of that goes in there so i can i can like look forward to the day and see how it works that way and then below it i write the tasks um and each day i do this in the morning and it's kind of how i clear my head not not in a weird way whenever i sort of heard people talk about this i was like well no i don't have time for 15 minutes in the morning where i sit down and i Mm -hmm. consider all my stuff and i'm like no it's just the first time often i'm at uni i sit down to do something i'm like hang on what have i got to do i look back at the next day and every time i think of something new i quickly write the name you know the today's date on a new page and then i chuck it in there um and it means that you often have to carry over tasks you haven't done from the previous day onto that day otherwise you'll forget to do them yeah Uh, and it, it means that you get sick of writing if you haven't done something the same thing every time and honestly this is the the best thing for me because it means instead of just leaving in things or reminders or whatever you use um to do is to doist uh instead of just leaving that task open and adding more to it you have to write it again because otherwise you're like well i can't give up on that otherwise i'll forget about it yeah. and then it'll never get done mm-hmm. and it's too important to do that but actually i'm getting sick of writing it so i'm just gonna do it yeah and that has been the the biggest thing and it's it's made me do the stuff that i didn't want to do quicker yeah okay um so that that's been really good and it's meant that you can see it and obviously you know you get a satisfaction of ticking things off um and it's also really nice in that i've i've bought a nice lamy pen but uh it's a ballpoint one which i much prefer okay interesting um oh did you get one of those that the 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 lamy ballpoints that don't click when you hit the top no 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 it has got a lid so oh, okay it does click can All you right. hear that yeah, Lamy do what? Lamy do those clicky down pens. You know that you normally just hit the top and they click, but it does make a clicking noise, which I used to use yeah. all the time at school because you can just click so and nice. click them, and they didn't actually make a noise, but they like feel nice to click. Obviously, it's like a yeah. But what I really like about this is this. It's the it's the typical. If you've ever seen a Lamy pen, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like the acrylic look, um, but it's transparent, so you can see through it, which is really cool. Ooh, fancy. Um, so yeah, that's really nice. I've been using that um but yeah so it's meant that every day I, i've it makes you consider that task i didn't do do i actually need to do it like is it important if it is you rewrite it and you have to do that every day so you don't leave tasks open for ages or if it's not if it's not something you actually need to do and you feel oh it might be nice to do that or whatever you reconsider it every day so it means that this all leads into a bit of last show where we're talking about not overthinking and how they have this really big thing of like living intentionally yeah um rather than just doing things because people tell you or that's what you should do or whatever it's like considering each thing you spend your time on um it's been really really good uh and so yeah that's what i've kind of done is that in on each of these it's made me reconsider things and each time i go through i tick stuff off that i've done and you know do it that way um so that's kind of in the big main box in the middle and then at the bottom uh, again if you go to the website you'll see this at the bottom there's a little box that they can kind of leave you you know they leave you free to put whatever you like in them um and i I always put a highlight like highlight of the day so at the end i think oh i did that thing whatever's notable on that day um so i haven't done mine for today yet but yesterday uh was about frisbee um but yeah so you can flick back through this journal and see oh i did that on that day and that's when this happened and like it it'll be a nice trigger and it also means that i can kind of complete it for the day do you know what i mean yeah yeah totally um so 
yeah it's been really really good to sit down and write stuff and consider it more and it's meant that i've been much more intentional in my time and understanding the more important tasks and getting rid of the ones that i don't actually need to do because often i'm someone who takes on too much and so it ends up stacking up in a list in my in my task manager and you kind of when it gets like that you get a bit blind to it yes don't you yeah of i have all these tasks and yeah they're all open and yeah there's a badge on my iphone that's 43 i'm you know not done tasks that just um, that just gets overwhelming then then you just don't open it because like it's just a a sinkhole of just stuff you can't really comprehend um and they'll open at once and you've got so many tasks to do that you just don't want to touch it which is like the opposite to the point of laying it all out and making sure you know what you got know what you got to do yeah and then last thing at the back of here there's a load of pages with sort of some boxes down the left hand side almost like the index of a table or something mm-hmm. that you can write stuff in and a lot of these are about building habits and then on the right hand side next to those there's you can write the dates across the top and then there's these circles and you can color in a circle to sort of complete it so i know mike does this with like um have i made a sale today have i done something by my wife today have i done something to do this or like whatever it seems are have i been active today have i thought about my health I haven't done that just because I'm not sure what I really want to aim at that way. But I, I, that's in there if you want to sort of build habits to see what you're doing and what you're not doing and keep track of that sort of stuff. Um, so that's really good. It's a nice thing, but I haven't touched it yet. I might do in the future. You can always um, sort of add it in later on, can't you? So. Yeah. And it's also meant that I've I've got over the thing of, oh, well, paper, I'll forget that. And then, you know, I use it on my phone because I always have my phone with me. Whereas this, I know that if I don't have it with me, I won't have my task manager so i have it with me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i never thought i would do and it's everyone else is thinking callum you're such a millennial we've been doing this for years but anyway it's been a realization of mine and i thought i'd chuck it in there so. <laughs> you've gone the opposite um, way to everyone else has i, I literally have <laughs> i have i've understood now the value of pen and paper um <laughs> it's so weird oh, my days. Yeah. i never thought i'd say that yeah. but yeah um so that's been interesting if anyone is bored to death by that i'm sorry but um yeah that's that's something that's what chapters are for (laughs) yeah exactly skip past it if you want yes um but yeah i'd I'd encourage you obviously they're they're often quite limited run um but check it it's uh the theme system.com yeah they're not uh they've got them at the moment i know there's a new shipment coming in but i think they're out they they've been uh mike and gray who make these have been (laughs) <laughs> it's sort of their first big thing they've sold and so um they've been going through and ordering them in batches because they take like a couple months to come and they have no idea exactly how many to order so they keep going out of stock um so it'll take a little bit of time to sort of get a constant stock going because they have no idea what the demand for it is um so yeah but you can put your email in and they'll email you when uh when they have a new stock of them in but yeah, obviously you can buy whatever notebook you want. This one I have I found fitted really well. Um, another one I bought, which I tried for a little bit, which was really cool. A bit sad. I'm, I'm getting nerdy about notebooks now, for goodness sake. Um, but it's made with stone paper, Ooh. which I blew my mind. Basically, it's leftovers from the like concrete process, which they somehow turn into paper. I need a link It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I will find... Um, uh hang on let me what's find it the called name. yeah it's called i've got it here in front of me i, I want a uh, cast stone paper k-r-k-a-r-s-t stone paper and what's ridiculous about this is it doesn't tear 
So it doesn't tear like a book. <laughs> what? But okay. also, it's completely waterproof. Oh. So you can run a tap on top of it, and it it will just run off. This is this is what uh, it looks. It's absolute madness. Um, but what I will say, it looks like um like a moleskin notebook. Is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's obviously completely tree free. They say no bleach, sixty um, percent lower carbon footprint, and it's waterproof. Uh-huh. Really nice notebook. This one was hardback, so it, it does lay flat. It's quite nice. Um, I did find a flaw in it though. In that I often like inky pens, so either fountain pens or this ballpoint, which is quite inky and flows yeah. nicely. Uh-huh. Um, and if you do that, it runs onto the other page. Uh, you have to let it dry okay. for a little while before you can shut the book, which I didn't want. Obviously, if I want to whack out my book, write down something and then yeah. put it back in my so bag. So it's ballpoint users, effectively. Exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you a big fan of a biro, go for it. It's amazing. Yeah. If you're not, go for the theme system journal or something like that that has good, pe- like, Thick dead paper, tree paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very, very nice. And so I've, I've got one of those. I still use it, but I use it for sort of mathsy stuff where I'm using a ballpoint. Yeah. Um, rather than one i carry around every day also it's quite heavy um only marginally but it is quite a lot heavier because obviously it's stone <laughs> so it feels a little bit more substantial yeah but yeah check them out on instagram or, or... yeah um let's take an an a5 hardcover book it's about 25 bucks uh yeah. let's have a look at the um, cover. i'm just trying to compare okay 30 sorry 35 when i looked the soft cover was out of was out of stock uh they're they're in now by the looks of it uh, so yeah it's 35 canadian for a for a soft or hard pack a5 book which is about 20 pounds um so they're, they're not too expensive i mean they're premium notebooks but like not ridiculous so yeah have a look at those oh they're cool yeah i love these little like weird and fun uh like notebooks and pens and stuff yeah yeah, I've never been one for this sort of thing, but oh. yeah, I listened to a pen podcast for a while. This, uh, what is it, the Pen Addict on Relay? I listened to that. Oh yeah, bit. yeah, I love me some fountain pens. Fair play. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I love about podcasts is they're so niche with off. With so do an incredibly niche nerdy thing, but like you can somehow get like forty thousand listeners to go listen to a podcast about pens. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a great thing about the internet. Oh, there's loads of good stuff. There's a 2019 planner that cast make. Oh really? Oh. I want it all now, but it's thirty-one pounds. You're getting into stationery here. No, I'm not. Oh, I don't need it. Fifty-three dollars. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Fifty-three Canadian. Oh, what what I have wanted actually is you know people have those. I know Dad had one for a while, but one of those big paper notebooks that sits below your keyboard that you can jot stuff on. They do one, and that would be awesome because like if you spill your coffee on it or something, it just runs off. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Okay, so it's like instead of being taller than wide, it's wider than tall. Yeah, and then it also you can it's kind of a mass mat as well. Yeah, yeah, so you can jot stuff as you work. That's a oh, that's a cool idea. If that's the way you work. I think it'll be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you don't forget stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you could do like one page per day, and jot them down, and it would get a bit rugged and a bit you know knocked up, but that's fine. But again, if it's this concrete paper, I think that would be a little bit more rugged. And you would mess up like a page and then you just flip it over and you'd have a new one underneath. So I don't think it would be too bad. And it's leather. Vegan leather. Oh, wow. That's just... I'm getting sidetracked now. Uh, oh, my goodness. Fake leather. Yeah. <laughs> You've gotten into the stationary world now. We're going to come back to you yeah. next week and you will have ordered like every single type of these planets. 
and we'll have like a comprehensive top five list by next week. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my days. That's pretty funny. Well, if you get one of these, you can chuck it in follow up next time. Yeah. See what you think. I'll have a look. I don't know whether that's a thing uh-huh. for you, but I don't know about um, notebooks, but that looks like a cool one if there if there ever is one. Oh yeah, you made an Instagram for the show, didn't I you? I did. Let's talk about that. Yes, let's talk about the Instagram. So yesterday, in a little bit of a brief moment of insanity, well, not really, uh, I made an Instagram for the show um, just so that uh, people who are interested in the show, and I don't have to keep posting it on my main account because I feel like people are going to get kind of annoyed if I'm posting about the uh, podcast all the time. I made an uh, an account, an Instagram account for the uh, for Show Focus it's at show focus fm if you want to follow that i'll be posting uh when the podcasts go live and sort of the uh what what podcast it's about and just writing a little bit about it and then if i do any q a's or do the polls like we did a couple of weeks ago uh they will go on that account as well um so if you're interested in when the episodes go up and the stuff we're looking and the stuff we're talking about and sort of any polls or q a's or anything like that uh, definitely go and follow that. As I said, it's at Show Focus FM. Yes. Yep. That's cool. Cool. We've been needing one of those, and we've got a Twitter, but no one really uses Twitter now. No, it's a lot. It's shifted in the last sort of couple of years from Twitter and Facebook into Instagram. So, like, when you meet someone and you want to keep in touch or whatever, the first thing now, I've as I've noticed, sort of at uni, is the first thing you go to is Instagram. Yeah, I do. Which is a really strange... I think the invention of Instagram stories makes Instagram a much less... Look at my photos, isn't this great? To a more of a, like, a... Follow my life. Follow my life. uh, Stay in contact. Yeah, and just the stories are a really good representation of what you're doing and a really easy way to keep up with people in sort of a much more casual way than posting on a feed. Yeah, and also they they made their DMs much better too, which made a big difference. Mm -hmm. They're still not quite as good as... Uh, Facebook Messenger, which I still use for quite a lot of stuff. Like, there's a limit to the length of video you can send as well, uh, which I've hit doing video projects with people. Um, but yeah, it's it tends to be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I really really like Instagram. Instagram Stories are great. I love posting on there. I do post quite a lot on my uh, on my Instagram Stories, and uh, yeah, we'll be posting quite a bit on the Show Focus ones as well. So yeah, if you're interested in the show, which you clearly are, if you got this far into a show, uh, go and follow that. Um, last thing I want to talk about, uh, and then we've got a little bit of time, and no worries if you guys want... Well, actually, let's wrap it up and do this bit at the end, because I think it's going to get more and more niche. But, um, so yeah, thanks for listening to Show Focus. This is, what, episode 13 yes. now? Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, 13. And this has been The Thing About Pam. Uh, all the links are in the show notes. You can go find those. Um, they'll either be on your podcast player or at uh, showfocus.show. Go follow our Instagram. Please do that. Um, you know what? We might do a giveaway of some command T things soon. So yeah, go follow that. Uh, and it'll only be on the Instagram because uh, it'll be a good place to follow us and see when our shows are up. In that we're, We try to be regular, but often aren't. Yes. Um, and so that's, that's the best place to see that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. And we're going to talk about some F1 now. <laughs> that's what I've decided. Okay. So it's livery season Aww, have you been following i this? love this i assume you have i love this it's i've been f1 starved for months and it's it's yeah. finally coming back and i'm really happy right we're gonna do an abcdef1 okay. on liveries oh let's do it 
I am so excited. So, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a chapter for each of these. I'm doing the chapters this <laughs> week. Okay, I'm not gonna make you do this, but there'll be a chapter okay. art. So you look at your um your like in your podcast player in the like now playing screen. If you're using a good pod- podcast player, if not, download Overcast. Uh, in each of those, there will be the livery or the like design of the car uh, for each of the uh, teams as we talk about them right let's talk about them in roughly the abcdf1 order then Uh, sorry this is uh wtf1 podcast we're referencing here if you want to go listen Uh to it this is basically Um, we go through all of them and we rank them uh abcdef and you if they're terrible mercedes let's start there Uh because i i watched this live stream because it was the first one to come out i didn't watch the live stream for this i was like this this looks very boring yes it was so they basically got this new title sponsor ineos um, oh no, they're not a title sponsor because Patronus still yes. are, uh-huh. but they're another big sponsor, um, and their logo and all that stuff is red. So basically, by the looks of things, they've kept essentially the same livery and put some red bits on it. Oh, it's it's um, when I first saw it, I was like, that is just horrible, um, and then it sort of grew on me over time. I'm okay with it. So- the thing that I like and dislike is that obviously it's, it's very similar and I've always liked the Mercedes um, livery. Yeah. So it's, for those who don't know, it's sort of silver, obviously you can see it on the thing, but silver fading into black, it's often been like that and yes. the Patronus blue, mm-hmm. which is their title sponsor, yep. it kind of flows through it. I like how they put that on the rims. That makes a big difference. Um, but also, they, yeah, it's been like that and it's been shiny for a few years now and they've kind of made it sort of a more of a matte silver this year. Yeah. Um, and what I found really confusing was that when they announced it, I don't know if you've noticed the nose of the W10, so last year's car, has kind of the little round Mercedes bit at the front and then a little tucks in, doesn't it? Yeah. And then it goes back out to the wide nose. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that looked, that bit looked really cool because it looked like sort of the front nose was slightly round, the same as the Mercedes badge. Yes. It kind of framed yeah. that. If, yeah, it framed the and badge rail, yeah. The one they put up for the live stream didn't have that it had a different nose on it and i was like what like that looks really ugly i liked i liked it before the nose looked too sort of skinny but then now since they they did testing today they've got the old nose back but with the new livery that's something i just noticed but anyway so essentially they've put a red hat on it the the end plates on the front wing Mm -hmm. are a little bit red yeah they've added Um, streaks down the side of the blue if you have a look um, this big light blue down the side, which I didn't see on the last one. Yeah, and uh, I love the little pattern they've got going to the rear, though. Yes, and the little odd red one, and I like the fact they put the red up the top because it's um, kind of that tribute, isn't it? Yeah, and it, I think I I hated it originally, and then I've sort of come around to it. I think that sort of um, dark red works with the um, with the light blue really well. So I I like it. There isn't much change um but it's a weird i'd say b yeah i would i would give it a b as well there isn't much change but then again you wouldn't really expect it for mercedes because they've kept it almost the same all the way through and this year is a weird one because it's the last year of of this set of regulations so the car is going to change its look just because the regulations changed the way that a car will be shaped next year yeah 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 definitely and they'll have a whole new look along with the the shape changes next year so i i reckon they just did like they added the new sponsor they did any sort of new shape changes just because of aerodynamics and sort of left it at that 
um, which I think is fair enough because their their old livery was pretty good. So I also found it weird that they put it on the soft tire, so it had the yellow, which clashes a bit because a lot of the cars they've put on the hard tire when they show it, so it has the white around the Pirelli. Yes, bit. yeah. Um, so I thought oh, obviously that's a bit more neutral, but anyway, I, I have um, seen some photos with. <laughs> they must have gotten some custom tires with their color. I think oh. Racing Point had pink rings. Oh no, that's the Super Soft tire. It's pink. Is that Super Softs? Okay, yeah, there was there was yeah. some some weird ones anyway. Uh, but yes. Um, yeah. So I we agreed on that B. I'm saying B. It's it's it is what it was last year effectively with but with the new sponsor. Um, but it's it is what it is. Like I didn't really expect anything. Uh, sort of revolutionary for this year and that sort of makes sense but overall i like it i'm okay with the lack of changes so yeah, yeah. that's it's fair enough I, I don't really blame them but others have done better as we're going to find out um let's go to ferrari ferrari have never really changed their livery too much no Obviously it's, it's got to be red yes can't be anything else mm-hmm. um and they've kept basically the same sponsor list as far as i can see mm-hmm. Since about '95, they've had the same sponsors, pretty much. It's been a yeah. very long time. Ray-Ban, UPS, Mission Winnow, uh-huh. Shell. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's the SF1000 this year's car, which I like the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they've made it slightly darker and a bit matte. The re- the paint. It's they? always been. It was matte last year. They've just made it like it seems to. The color makes it look a little bit more matte this year. I think they've shifted the red a little bit. But it was it was matte last year as well. Um, so yeah, it looks a little bit lighter, which makes it look more matte. Um, and sort of. But, yeah, I've always liked the Ferrari livery. I think it's always been good. Um, obviously, they never change it too much. No. But yeah, Ferrari have been in the sport since it began, basically, um, and ve- they've they've changed the livery very little. It's iconic because it's been around for so long. The sponsors have been the same for so long. Um, so I'm okay with that. I think Ferrari is Ferrari, and they're sort of set in their ways. They went to matte last year, I think, and I really like that on the red. It looks really good. I love the way it looks. I loved last year's, so I'm okay with the lack of changes this year. Um, again, it will change quite a lot, I reckon, next year with the 2021 new rules. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty good with it. Like last year, I loved it a lot, so. The same thing again. I'm pretty happy with. What do you say? A. I'm going to give B? that an A. A. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon A because it's it's always been good and fair play. I don't. I'm not going to penalise him for lack of changes. It was so good last year. Uh, Red Bull. The thing I loved most about this was that Alex Albon <laughs> posted the photo on his Instagram and then put. You know when people like mix up all the capitals and it gets very. Oh mean. yes. And he's like, but it looks the same. <laughs> I love the when they when they make memes about it. It's incredible because these guys are like at the top of their game, and it's just funny when they. I think um, Lando Norris. Lando Norris yeah. is who I was going to bring up for that. He's so funny on Instagram. Honestly, incredible. But yeah, um, and Red Bull Racing. They their uh, Instagram caption here when they announced it is liveries are made to last winky face the <laughs> RB16 is here and it's exactly the same oh, it's, um, it's funny because um, every year for the last like three or four years apart from this year they've come out with like a ridiculous camo one that they that they launch and then just use it for testing and then just go back to a normal one after and yeah. everyone falls for it every year and this year they actually did a normal one for their launch. Yeah. 
it's the same as last year. It's matte as well, which I really like the look of because it's sort of matte black with red, which looks really good. Um, I love the sort of stealth with the red. Black and red always look good together. Um, and the yellow. And oh. yellow as well, which I'm not that keen on. I reckon they could get rid really? of the yellow and be but fine. But the distinctive yellow nose and the yellow T-cam. Uh, oh, I like it. I reckon you could get rid of the yellow and be okay. But yeah. Uh, I also like how Red Bull... You know the T-cam on the top? Yeah. Um, they colour one of them yellow and one of them black, so you can immediately look at the car and tell who's driving. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Verstappen has a black one and Albon has a yellow one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always like that in that they're kind of helping you out there. But, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, uh, I'd say A as well. It's very. It's the same as last year, but, again, it fits so well. The mat looks incredible. The way they've designed it, I reckon I like the mat. I, I, I'm going to go B, actually, because I, I don't think it's better than the Mercedes one. Okay. All right. But if you look at, I think Matt was a good choice. If you look at the sort of 2015 ones or whatever, I reckon it's it's, yeah. it's good. Um, It's a good design. They didn't change much, but like, again, not going to penalize them for that because it was so good last year. Um, And again, they're probably building towards that for 2021. Uh, so again, very good. Uh, I'm going to say B as well, um, sort of to concur with you, I reckon. But yes, very well done. Nothing changed, but again, that's fine. Yeah. What I would say right now is Renault, but they haven't actually unveiled their car because they haven't got one made. <laughs> so they, they announced renders, which it basically looks black, and I'm sure it has a little bit of yellow on it. Like little close-up renders as well. They didn't show this, the whole car. They did like little... So- that's a U for me. <laughs> uh, Ungradable. I you can't grade that. Yeah, we can't grade it, but I reckon it's going to look incredible. Last year's looked amazing, I reckon. I really like last year's. It was yellow and black, um, Yeah, which was really good. This year's is supposedly much more black than yellow, but again, we can't grade it because we haven't seen the whole thing. Come on. Just give us the whole car. This is the only yeah. thing we can get excited about for this entire period. Just give us the, the, the look of the car. Yeah. Right. Uh, racing point. I F. don't like the pink. F. F. Yeah. Straight up F. Okay. <laughs> also, they leaked it. They accidentally leaked it. So everyone knew what it was going to look like. And I, so it's I no surprise. I've been busy ugly. all week. Yeah. But like, oh... So they, I want them to come out. Obviously, next year they're coming out, and it's going to be uh, Aston Martin. Okay. I want them to come out in a nice British racing green, like a dark green. Okay, Callum, look up. I posted this on Twitter so that I can reference it when it comes out. Have you seen Verde Draco as a color on a car? No. Okay, let me let me send you a link because I reckon this would be exactly what color you're thinking of. Uh, Murcielago, maybe? I want a matte Verde Draco. Oh, I've searched it. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah? That's a bit brown. It's it's silvery green, and it looks better in person. Uh, yeah. But also matte. I think it'll, it'll look like that Bentley Le Mans car. Um, uh, but that's really dark green. It's like an After 8 box green, is what you're thinking, I reckon. Yeah, but like a Verde Draco, but yeah, like in a it. mat, I reckon would look incredible. Fair, fair play. Um, um, yeah, I liked it. Also, I like that color on Lamborghinis because it's rare and it's different. It's cool. 
Um, so yeah, I reckon they should go with that. That's my prediction for for next year. Anyway, this year, yeah. they've gone with Pink. They lost one of their sponsors, and I can't remember who it is. Their title sponsor. So they had to they had to redesign it because the title sponsor, the main sponsor, tends to dictate the design of the car a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think too much with Racing Point. I think they need to dial it back because what they've done is BWT now, right? What they've done is they've written it's a it's a pink car which I'm not a, opposed to. Like it's different and it looks cool and it's very distinctive on the track. So I'm 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 great with the pink. It works. The problem is they put BWT in massive letters across the across the side of the car, and it just looks so tacky and horrible. I just can't even like it. Just ah, oh, it it looks like too much like a driving advertisement. I know they're massive built. I know they're basically two hundred miles an hour billboards, right? But this is just too far. The BWT BWT logo is just too big, and it's tacky. I don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on, McLaren. This one, I was torn. Because, right, when I saw it, I was like, what have you done? Like, it looked so good before. For those of you who haven't seen it, obviously it'll be the title work, but um, papaya yellow orangey colour, papaya orange, is like a really historical colour for McLaren. So they're using that. And like, fair fair play. But it, it it just looks really... I wasn't really sure, but it's kind of grown on me. But I don't know whether it's because of all the hype. Because everyone, when it came out, it seemed, absolutely loved it. I... And again, they've gone matte right. colour, okay. which I respect. But Right, we all know I'm great. I am uh, all in on matte liveries, especially on this orange. I think it looks good. What they've done is the rest of the colouring I don't like. <laughs> right the blue the shiny blue so the, sh- the shiny blue on matte orange which is like okay right um and last year they had this sort of like geometric shapes at the back of the car which yeah. looked really good sort of geometric squares that come together into black which looked really good last year um and they've gotten rid of that for like just stripes of blue which don't look nearly as good or nearly as interesting. Mm. And also, the stripes are, like, perfectly horizontal. Yeah. So it sort of breaks up the car a bit, and I I think it doesn't show sort of the flowing shape that the car actually is. Mm-hmm. Also, the nose has this sort of bit of black surrounding it, and it just doesn't look great. Yeah. The one thing I will say is what was really funny is, did you see the press release when they're like, Lando, what do you think to it? And Lando Norris is their driver. He's very funny. And he goes, well, basically, I designed the whole thing myself. <laughs> and that that was really funny. <laughs> I love Lando. Like, so Lando is in his... So this 2020 will be his second year of F1. He's Callum's age, right? Yeah. So he's like millennial slash Gen Z, like with the internet he's and really memes, well right? Funny. Very yeah. funny dude, right? And he comments on memes of himself. He, he, he comments on memes. He's with. He talks to WTF one lot a lot on Twitter, which is funny. He's 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 in on the joke, and it's it's always great. And he understands sort of the internet meme culture, which is always funny. And McLaren are the perfect team because they just let him do it. They're just like, mm. this is great. This is the image they want to have. McLaren want to have the orange, fun, sort of playful yeah. vibe. 
and this exactly also what... independent as well in that the color isn't dictated by their sponsor it's yes. their color mm-hmm. and then they put the sponsors on yeah, after which i like they've been this is the color i for the first for because i i sort of took a big gap how i didn't watch f1 between sort of 2012 and the beginning of 2019 because I, I i don't know why and i came back to the orange and i was like oh i don't really like that um, but it's definitely grown on me because I always loved the red and red and silver McLaren Lewis Hamilton livery. Yeah, because that was always iconic for me, right? That was always the team I, I cheered for, and and I followed. And going to Orange was such a big change, but I I like it now. It's it, it's definitely grown on me. So yeah, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I'm gonna say a B just because like you, you, it was so nearly good. So, or maybe a C. It was. I'm going to say B. B. Okay. Okay. I'll 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 go for B. It was the mat. You were so nearly there, and then you just ruined it with your painting. You could have kept the last one, made it matte, and been like, "This is it." But the press the press release wasn't well boring, so I think it deserves. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch the press release for this because all of them have been <laughs> like midday at home. It was like seven in the morning for me, <laughs> so like I haven't seen a lot of them. I think I watched, uh, what did I watch? Alpha Tari, I think I watched. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, so, Alpha Tari then, next. You want, oh, um, this is this is an A. Right. I, 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 so, A star, I think. Because their last livery wasn't that great. No, it was, well, I kind of liked it. It was a shiny light blue. So, to, to give you a little bit of background, last, so for the last sort of 10 years... 13 Toro years Rosso. it's been Toro Rosso so Red Bull who we just talked about bought Minardi who are an Italian uh, or, or who were an Italian uh, F1 team as sort of as a lower second team and so mainly to develop drivers yes to to sort of filter drivers through from their their program in F2 and F3 into Formula One as a lower team and then be able to purge those drivers for the uh, Red Bull top team when they needed to. And so that's sort of always been the flow of that. They've always brought drivers up through that. And um, so Toro Rosso is just, um, it's, it's Red Bull in Italian, I think. And so that has just always been the name of it because it's always just been the second team and it's always been an Italian team. They kept it in Italy and that was always the deal. And so that has always been the thing. But that doesn't really advertise anything else for Red Bull. That's just Red Bull again, isn't it, in Italian. So what they decided to do for this year is Red Bull have a clothing brand, like a uh, sort of high fashion. It's sort of... it's. I, I looked at all of their stuff yesterday, and it is horribly expensive. It's sort of uh, Louis Vuitton, Gucci stuff, rather than like Hollister and stuff. It's It's expensive. So to to advertise their brand, they decided to name the Toro Rosso team uh, Alpha. It's Alpha Tori or Alpha Tari or Alpha Tauri, and no one can agree. Not even the drivers. Not even the drivers can agree what it is, um, because yeah, no one can agree. And I think Alpha Tori is Dutch, which is weird because it's an Italian team. But anyway, uh, no one can agree on the naming. So that that is the situation with Alpha Tori. Also, Alpha calling it Alpha something is a stupid idea because Alpha they Romeo, always yeah. they already have Alpha Romeo, which is um, is it A L F A? 
One of them's yes. ALFA and one of them's ALPHA. Yeah, Alfa Romeo is ALFA. A- yeah, and then Alfa Tori is ALPHA. And it's, it's confusing. It's going to be... I, I can't wait for the commentators to get it wrong just a lot at the beginning of the season. It's going to happen so much. I'm, I know I'm going to get it wrong for sure. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it's come from. Toro Rosso is now... I'm just going to call it Alvatore because that's what I want to call it. It's easier. Um, and so yeah, that's that's been the name change. And obviously with that name change and moving to an already established brand as a name, they need to change delivery. They can't just keep the Toro Rosso and then have their already established name tacked onto it so this was always going to be the most interesting livery release because of that because it was always going to be a new one uh so let's look at that then shall we uh alpha Tori yeah. f1 i i think this gets an a star it's okay it's unbelievable it's so nice it's so good okay everyone i showed it to they're like this is amazing it just it, it oh. For some reason, the way it, it, it fits to the curves and the, the Alpha Tori logo is also really cool. Sort of a figure of eight with an extension. Yeah. It's very cool. The logo's cool. The way they designed it is... Do you want to describe it? I think it's... From the page I'm looking at, it's black with all of their stuff written on it. It's like a... Yeah, with the white. Was it white? Um, It looked, it looked like... Oh, sorry, Alfa Romeo. Ah, oh, I'm getting dis- I'm getting distracted. I Alfa Romeo. Alpha, yeah, really it's, it's grey. Yeah. yeah, this is a testing livery. It's oh, grey okay. with the red on. I don't think we can really mark that. I mean, fair play for doing a testy testing livery. I quite like it, but they're not going to race in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Testing. I also don't like points. how they did all their testing on wet tires, so you can't actually tell how fast they are. Oh, that because obviously they they're can... slow. Yeah, I hate people put too much on testing times anyway but like doing it all on wet tires you can if if it is actually raining then fair enough but like if it isn't then go yeah. away like what are you doing um, i reckon what d because they haven't actually got one yet yeah they have they've got the white and black that's not a testing is it no that's a testing livery oh that's not their actual livery really yeah it's very good but like that looks like a normal livery, whereas the testing tends to be like ridiculous. Mm. Right, if it's the black and white one, what would you what would you give it? Uh, I can give you a link to this, the one I'm looking at. B. Right, look at that. Look at that link. It's in the dock. And they've hired Cubitza as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's What's such that a about? sad story. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, um, yeah. Copy that and have a look nice. at that because it's it's the one we'll have as the art now. Um, Hang on, Alpha Tori, are you chatting about? Yeah, you've gone back. Oh yeah, that's unbelievable. I, a star. So I thought you were chatting about oh, Alpha Romeo. Romeo. You moved on without me even like. Yeah, I that is a testing livery. On. Okay, Alpha Romeo is a testing livery. Okay. That gets Alpha Tori. I hadn't A-star. gotten to that by the time you'd already ranked it. Yes, you're right. A star. Sorry, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's white with the. It's sort of black and white, very contrasty uh, with the logo. And it looks really cool. And the way they've put the sponsors to the design of the car fits really well. It fits with the flow. And it's going to be really distinctive and nice on the track because no other teams look like this. Uh, so that, that gets an A star. They they haven't... Yeah, they've hit all of the points. It's great. It isn't matte, but that's okay. It's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Alfa so... Romeo, I'm with you on that. Give them a U. Because <laughs> like they did right. like a moving on then. Sorry, let Sorry, me just Alfa Romeo because I didn't get to that because you you moved on without me even like yeah. comprehending where you were at. So Alfa Romeo, they did. We'll show you on the the art now. They did a Valentine's one, which looks <laughs> amazing, right? It looks great, but it's a testing livery and it's Valentine's. So like, what can we exactly take from that? Precisely nothing. If they did it like that, just with the Alfa Romeo logo instead of the like the heart, it would look amazing because it had like a cool black pattern on it with the heart, which looked great. Um, get rid of the heart, put the Alfa Romeo logo on, and I would be I'd be with you on that. I love the patterns on cars. They do look sort of yeah. nice, weird patterns, geometric patterns. I'm always with it, um, and that's what they did for the testing. I hope they do that for the real thing, but we can't grade them because they haven't given us their final livery, which I. Yeah. hate when they do this to us this is the only bit of enjoyment we get in this part of the season <laughs> give it to me um right Haas. Haas. yeah i really liked i really liked their meme wagon uh last year's <laughs> with the rich energy stuff oh that was so funny <laughs> yeah um but the, this new one i think is uh i can see where they're going i think it's trying too hard like, oh, look at us. We're a proper race car. Wait, what? Like, Sorry. Okay. The yeah. Haas one. Yeah, no, I know. And I, so... It just doesn't look anything like I thought it looked like. Yeah, this one, I don't... I think it's trying too hard and I don't think it's that nice. Okay, I found it. I found it again. I, th- I found a page that looked, like, horrifying. I think it's I think it's great. Really? Yeah. So last year... I think from the, from the front, it's ugly. Last year... From they... the side, actually, it's all right. Okay, I disagree with you here. Okay. So... The front I like, it's black and white, it's contrasty, it's got the red, black and red we already talked about, I really like that colour combination with the white, contrasty, the red fits with the white and the black, the nose is distinctive, it's going to be distinctive, it's not going to look like AlphaTauri as well, Um, so that's perfect, it's distinctive is always the main thing, if you're not distinctive, and I can't see you on the track, I don't care, right, just get out of here because... I need to be able to yeah. see. If it's going to look like a different livery, then that's stupid. This is perfect. Um, last year's car really, really lacked contrast. So it was gold on black on something else dark. It was like gold and black on blue or something. And you just it just looked like a brown blob around the track. From like a long yeah. distance, it just had no contrast to it. Um, whereas this car... I think this is their original colours. I didn't see the beginning of House, so I don't know. But it, people were saying it was their original colours. I like it. It's contrasty. I love the red. The gloss red looks good. Um, yeah, I like the contrast, and I like the way they they fit the colours to the flow of the car. I really like it. Fair. I want to say C. What was your criticism of it? It's trying too hard. It looks ugly from the front. Like, it doesn't flow over the curves of the car. It's, like, really blocky. Okay, I agree. The front could have done with taking the white to the nose. Yeah. There's the, a sort of weird, like, curve on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like uh, it. Okay, I'll, 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 okay, I'll go with a C. That's okay. Williams. Um, uh, this one's got to be quick, because I've got to go in a minute. Okay. But Williams. Um, I... I, do, I still can't decide whether I love it or I hate it. First of all, their their kit they wear, if you're on the Instagram, their driver suits are incredible. 
Um, I haven't seen the drivers. I think it's a step forward from last year because yes. I'm not sure last year's. I think last year's was a bit ugly. No. Also, we've sort of associated last year's with being at the back of the pack as well. Yeah, true. This one is bold, and I respect that. But it's white, red, and blue. Really blocky, like prime. No, not primary colours, but it, like. I think they can't win until they get rid of that rocket sponsorship. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that logo is horrifying. I mean, have you seen the phones they make? I didn't know they were. Phone They're awful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one knows. Rocket, they make. Do you remember the 3DS and that screen? Yeah. They essentially make phones with like holographic three, like 3D screens. Oh, on. like Amazon tried to do for six months before it flopped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're trying. I mean, I'm sure they'll get it right at some point, but at the moment they haven't. Uh, so, Rocket or Rocket, whatever you want to call it, is this it's big Rocket? I think it's it's a font that I feel like you could find in Microsoft Word. For like a terrible title and the i is lowercase classic like oh look we're tech we'll make the i lowercase yeah and then the the o is this weird like black and white split in half thing um it just it, it, and it's misspelt like if you're gonna rock it put a c in it please it looks like it looks like a name of a nightclub one word spelt wrong right that's just <laughs> nightclub naming 101 it's awful <laughs> yeah it just, ah, uh, oh, just the fact it's spelt wrong, and then they've got these weird font things, and it just, ah, uh, and then the red, I think, is too much. And um, what I'm annoyed about is they still haven't fixed their steering wheel. What's their steering it's wheel? Still that horrible shape. You know, the screen is behind the steering wheel rather than being on it. Well, that's ridiculous. Don't point. Yeah, have you seen it? The they've had that for years. So whenever they're turning, they can't see the screen. <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. They still haven't done that. The whole point anyway, is that you can yeah. see your gears and your revs. Um, I'm going to say a B or C. I'm going to give it a C. a C. I liked it originally, and then I just went off on the Rocket sponsorship, and now I'm going to give it a C. It's, yeah. it's, they tried, and I, I admire their effort. Um, I don't... Okay, this... If 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 they do well this year, then I'm willing to forgive everything. If they can yeah. pull themselves out of the gutter <laughs> this year, then fine. Take whatever livery you like. But yeah, this is the, the sponsor. Just that rocket sponsorship is just awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yes, I hope Williams get themselves together this year. I really do. I just they've been around for so long. It has been the same name since 1982 or something. I really yeah, want them, to, see them go. to stay in the sport and I want them to do well. The amount of history there yeah. is insane with like um, uh, Damon Hill and all of those. There's a lot of drivers that have driven for them and won championships. Jensen Button. Uh, my favourite. What? Yeah, Jensen Button drove for them. Wasn't that like the end of his career though? No, the start. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was the one. Frank Frank Williams was the one who gave him his first drive. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I the first I ever saw of him was BAR, wasn't it? BAR Honda. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first I ever saw of him, really. Um, but yes, I hope Williams. I just they've been around for so long and they just can't drop out. And I want Claire Williams to do well. She's the only female manager of a team, and I just want that team to get up there and do well i really do so yes yeah let's hope they can pull themselves together because they've been 
many seconds behind the, compet- the competition. Anyway, let's end that there because I've got to go. Oh, we, we, oh this is going to be horrifying to edit two hours long. Yay! Whoopie doo. Yes, so let's end it. Should we end the recording? Thanks, mate. Thanks for yes. thanks for listening. Follow the Instagram, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>